Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Hi there, we hope you're ready for Christmas and looking forward to all the festivities. Today's episode is for you if you'd like some tips on how to strike the balance between foodie indulgences and maintaining a balanced food plan so that you can stay on a healthy track. Listen in to find out what Karen and I do over the Christmas holidays. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance and especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome everyone, I'm Aileen and I'm here with Karen as always and uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a runner's plate at Christmas because we are heading very close to Christmas, it's approaching very quickly. Um, So Karen, before we get on to the main topic of discussion today, I just wanted to ask you about your plans over Christmas. Are you at home, are you entertaining or is it just the, the four of you this year? Uh, hi everybody and hi Aileen. Well to answer your question actually I'm entertaining this year which is very unusual because usually we go to one set of parents for, for Christmas and they provide the food. I do bring along some homemade little delights and things but really they have most of the prep to do not me so this year I am going to have to try and be creative in the kitchen and I'm not especially good at that and uh, and I will have to be really creative because most of the people that are coming are meat eaters in fact all of them except me are meat eaters and also they're not particularly into health and nutrition so it is a bit of a challenge I think to to combine the two Now, we have my sister and her husband coming and we have my husband's parents coming. And I have to say that my sister and husband especially are real foodies. And plus, my sister's the chef. So no pressure on me at all. Um, But um, but how about you, Aileen? Are you you having a, a quiet Christmas or do you have lots of people coming that you need to cater for? Mind you, I have to say, you're really good at the catering and entertaining side anyway, so it won't be such an issue for you. Well, so are you. I've been many times at your house and it's always fantastic. Um, So I think you do yourself a disservice. But I I do know when you have 
foodies you'd have to sort of raise the bar a little bit and make sure you're living up to their expectations um, yeah well I'm at home this Christmas which is unusual for me too because I'm often visiting family um, away or sometimes uh, we're on holiday um, however this year I am the hostess and I've got family visiting um, but I'm, I am actually really looking forward to all the foodie preparations um, because I love doing it uh, my family are a bit of a mix uh, so there are the traditionalists who love all the seasonal foods and then the, there are the other side who prefer to do something less traditional so I do have a little bit of a challenge there too um, but yeah you know there's always a way and it's it's quite nice to get people trying different things too. Uh, now we've spent quite a lot of Christmas days abroad uh, in other cultures um, so I've, I've had quite a lot of experience of doing things differently so I'm really happy to go with the flow and uh, you know just in, enjoy the day but I know you know, there are certain members of the family that are a bit more attached to certain dishes at Christmas. So um, you've got to you've got to make sure everybody's happy, don't you? Um, but yeah, generally, I, I'm quite excited about making all the preparations. And um, one of the things I love to do every year is I buy lots of food magazines. Um, you know, and get new inspiration, and I get as much pleasure out of designing. Uh, my menu uh, as also and also even doing the shopping so it's uh yeah it, it, you you can get a lot of joy out of it if you can give yourself a bit of time and and, and also not beat yourself up if it's not perfect um so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it this week is really my get ahead week uh so I'm going to be in the kitchen a lot this uh this week uh just doing as much preparation as I can getting things in the freezer so I can make it easy on Christmas day excellent sounds as though you're fairly prepared already I've got a vision I have a vision whether it'll you know I might have to make a few compromises along the way but I have a vision uh, which we need yeah. <laughs> so, so let's move on uh, to talk about our um, topic today um, so we're going to be looking at what's on a runner's plate at Christmas and um you know, I think many people might be a bit concerned about the potential to overindulge during the festive season. You know, and sometimes it's the lead up to the festive season as well, which can be an issue. I, I had a, a, a bit of a shock today when I looked at my diary and realised that I'm, I'm going out for six meals in seven days in the run up to Christmas. And I thought, how on earth did that happen? So I'm already <laughs> making, you know, it's probably more socialising I've done it than I've done in the last year, to be fair. Um, so I'm like thinking, oh, right, we're going to have to be some caution here so that, you know, I don't end up putting on half a stone before we even get to Christmas. Mm. So it's really important, I think, for everybody to, you know, if, if health is important to you, and I guess it must be if you're listening to us, it's important to retain a healthy eating routine and a training plan um, so that you can maintain your running performance and body composition in the run up to Christmas, during Christmas and in the days between Christmas and New Year. Um, you might have a race planned for the new year and you don't want to be knocked off plan. Um, but you also you know, might feel pressurized into overindulging or maybe you're worried about your own willpower wavering. Um, so whatever Christmas time uh, food and training fears you may have, um, this episode's for you because it's just going to really help you get into the right mindset to look after yourself. Um, so today we're going to be sharing some kitchen tips and plans so you can have a healthy and active Christmas and holiday time. 
which hopefully will inspire you to stay on track, uh, but also enjoy yourself. So what we're going to be chatting about today is uh, Christmas food uh, that we'll be having on our tables at home, uh, some Christmas drinks. Um, and then just to round up, we're going to be talking about some Christmas gift ideas, especially for us uh, midlife female runners. And maybe we can chat about some things that we'd like to see in our Christmas stockings this year and give you some ideas about what you might want to put on your Christmas wish list. Although we are getting quite pretty close to Christmas, so we might have missed the boat on that. Uh, but we'll see. Last minute shopping could be in the uh, in the mix of things and maybe the things that you could buy for your running buddies and, and running pals. So a bit of fun today, Karen, I think, since uh, we're getting that, uh, you know, well into the festive season. So you you chose this subject today, Karen. So why was it important to talk about this topic, do you think? Well, like we've already said, really, Aileen, I think Christmas is fast approaching. And with it, for, for lots of runners can come a fear. So that fear of making poor food choices, which potentially could lead to body composition and training becoming compromised and like you were saying you know this could be an especially real fear or at least a concern for any runner that has a, a race or an event in the calendar early in the new year so so really the principal aim of this episode is to try and alleviate those fears and potential anxieties around Christmas eating and and we'll, hopefully we'll do that by giving some of our food and drinks ideas to help everybody stay on track. And I thought that we could take everybody into our kitchens, metaphorically speaking, and just let them know what we will be cooking, what we will be eating and drinking this Christmas time to help inspire them um, and um, and share with us what we'll be doing. So how does that sound, Aileen? Well, it sounds quite exciting, Karen. So let's dive in let's get started so at the beginning of the um episode you you said that you're going to be entertaining at home this year and you've got sounds like a bit of an eclectic mix of people with their own but that, that's like every family let's face it every family's got a mix of people with their own ideas around food and food preferences um by the sounds of it um and bearing in mind you know you're a runner and you're a vegetarian and you're a nutritional therapist and you, you you've got your own views on health and food choices what are you going to do to keep everybody happy? <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a huge question, Aileen. Um, I do think it is going to be challenging, um, I have to say. And um, I, I, like you've just said, I'm sure there are, there are lots of people listening who are probably going to face the same or something similar or a similar dilemma. Um, but and, and if you are, you know, do let us know your stories, your family stories, your friends' stories, where you're thinking, ah, how am I going to keep everybody happy? Anyway, um, believe it or not, I have already managed to upset one of one of my guests <laughs> because um, it's my sister, the one who's the chef. Now, I've already made my Christmas cake. I made it um, earlier, well, just the other week, actually. And it's a traditional fruit cake because um, I, I love fruit cake and I think most people like fruit cake. But I just had less sugar in it um, and, and any sugar that I did use. I use coconut sugar so you know just different ways of trying to to keep it as 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 healthy as possible anyway 
I decided I was going to give it a little bit of a healthier topping. So instead of the marzipan and the icing, which really I think is nutritionally vacuous and um, and can really lead to a sugar rush, certainly for some people. So what I decided to do was to top it with chunks of um, lovely mixed dried fruits and nuts instead. So I used big chunky dried pears, apricots, peaches and almonds. Um, and um, and then what I was going to do was I was going to sprinkle it with some toasted pine nuts. But I thought that might just be a step too far for some of the more traditional guests who think pine nuts should be in a salad or in a pesto. So I just used the, the fresh fruit and the and the nuts. So um, so that's what I did for the for, for um, the topping. Well, it sounds really delicious, Karen. It sounds like just the kind of piece of cake that I would like. So I might come around for a cup and a, a slice of cake. So, um, so how, come, how come you upset your sister so much? Well, I sent her a photo. because She always sends me a photo of all these cakes and beautiful things that she's made. So I sent her a photograph of the finished product. And, she, and her question was, where's the icing? That is the best bit of the cake. And I thought, oh, no, I was trying to make it sort of different, but still staying with a bit of tradition as well. So um, so so anyway, I, I, I've upset her already. So in an answer to your question, your initial question, Aileen, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep all my guests, guests happy all of the time. I'll just have to do my best. Um, so so. That's me, Aileen. But how about you? Do you think you will have any food and guest dilemmas to deal with in your kitchen this year? Or do you think it's all going to be hunky-dory? Well, I mean, as I said, you know, one half of the family loves a traditional Christmas meal with all the trimmings. And the other half just like to have something with a bit of a twist. Um, so, you know, perhaps swapping the roast for fish, for instance. Um, and last year... Um, our Christmas meal was sort of Moroccan themed. Um, so that probably would be a step too far for the traditionalists who were a bit more attached to the menu choices. So, I mean, it's already been discussed. I find this very amusing, um, you know, but, you know, you invite people for Christmas and they start quizzing you on exactly what you're going to be cooking for them. Um, but I've just said, look, you know, I'm happy to do whatever anybody wants. What would you like? And in the end, um, everyone's compromised and uh, so we've you know decided what we're having and they're going to bring some dishes too which I think is you know it depends how far away people live I suppose but um, you know some people if they like something then ask them to bring it you know you can always say you don't know how to make it that might, that yeah. might help so, so Karen let's let's go back into your um, kitchen again um, so thinking about Christmas Day and, and your effort to keep everybody happy on the day, um, what what will you be serving up? Um, yeah, well, I've been thinking about this for a while because I do want everybody to enjoy the meal, but I also want it to be nutrient dense and nutritionally balanced as well with a lot of variety. But I have to say, Aileen, there's no way I would get away with a Moroccan themed meal as much I would enjoy it there is absolutely nobody else in the house they'd be getting a takeaway or something so I can't go Moroccan so what I'm thinking about really and it is quite tra traditional I have to say um the soup 
I think that's a, a really easy way of getting everybody to eat the veg really without realizing it. And um, I'm thinking about a, a chestnut and mushroom soup um, at the moment. That might change, but that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. And we have our own recipe for this soup. So, um, so I will be using that. And if anyone else would like it, you know, do get in touch with us and we'll send it out to you because it's a really easy soup to make, but it's also really delicious and it's it's um seasonal as well so um so that's the starter yeah it's a real dinner party soup um and chestnuts are, are great because they're a, a good source of complex carbohydrates so they help you fill up maybe on you might not want to be too full on christmas day but for other days it's quite a good thing and the, the, the good i suppose the positive thing maybe about having a soup is it might prevent you from overindulging on some of the less healthier foods to come although I don't know whether that necessarily works on Christmas day because I think people just go for it don't they mm. um, but the other good thing about about chestnuts is they've got a high content of um, manganese which is a, a trace mineral and it's also an, an antioxidant which helps with connective tissue production so that could also support recovery if you, you know, some people like to go for a run on Christmas morning. So that kind of um, menu choice would help with um, recovery. So that would be a good one. Um, so what about the main course? What are you choosing there? Well, that's going to be very traditional fare, I have to say. There'll be turkey um, for the meat eaters with pigs in blankets, mixed vegetables, probably parsnips, Brussels sprouts, roasted Brussels sprouts, actually, red cabbage. Um, and uh, what I'll do with the Brussels sprouts is just roast them with garlic and herbs so that they've got a bit of flavour because sometimes they can be a, a, a bit bland. Now, if I have enough room in the oven, I might also do cauliflower steaks because I just love roasted cauliflower. So if nobody else eats it, I will. Um, or maybe, again, if I've got room, I could do a whole roasted cauliflower because I think it looks beautiful on the table um, of course there will be potatoes and uh, probably a mixture of steamed and roasted and I'll possibly roast both um, white potatoes and sweet potatoes and maybe do a sweet potato mash as well so well, there's lots of um, different ways with potatoes that hopefully will suit all tastes so um, sounds yeah. lovely I saw a lovely recipe, you know, you're talking about whole cauliflower. Well, I saw a lovely recipe for a whole celeriac, which you roast in the oven whole. And then it was covered with um, pomegranate seeds and ch chopped chestnuts. And then what you would, it just looked very festive. And I am thinking about maybe putting that on the menu. And then when you cook it, you would cut it into slices. Yes. Uh, eat it rather, you cut it into slices to serve. Mm. Um, so another idea for you. But again, that might be a bit too far for some people yes. uh, and I'm, I'm you know you mentioned their pigs in blankets and I'm wondering Karen is that a UK term or does everybody know what they are um, and if you are wondering what they are is that they're the little tiny chipolata sausages uh, wrapped in bacon and you roast them um, and that they're a traditional British um, Christmas roast turkey trimming that sort of like goes along with the roast turkey but I don't know whether they you know, there's something that travel the world and other people have yeah. them, just a, a British thing. 
That is a good point, Aileen. I, I don't know if people outside the UK do let us know if you live outside the UK. Please let us know if you knew what pigs and blankets were before Aileen explained what they were. So I'd be interested. We'd both be really interested to know. Yeah, some of those trivial things that you yes, share with your guests on Christmas Day. Yes. Um, so the turkey is a really great recovery food um, for following training. So turkey contains the highest concentration of amino acid beta alanine, and, and that's uh, converted in the body to a compound called carnosine, which is stored within the muscles. Now, both of those um, amino acids help buffer um, so-called hydrogen ions, and they're, they're the ions that are produced alongside lactic acid during intense exercise. And a buildup of hydrogen ions can cause an increase in activity that affects the way muscles relax and contract, and that can sometimes result in fatigue. So if you are considering going out for a, a short but fast run on Christmas Day or maybe doing some skill-based training, then you know that the turkey uh, lunch that you're going to have or the dinner when you come home is going to help you recover so another tick in the box for Christmas lunch absolutely and you could what you could consider doing is having more of the turkey to support your recovery and less of the pigs and blankets because those sausage both the sausages and the bacon are processed foods therefore they're going to be pro-inflammatory rather than anti-inflammatory and you want to sort of be supporting the the reduction in inflammation if you've been out for uh, whether it be a long run or an intense run on Christmas day so um so yes eat up the turkey yeah wonderful so it sounds Karen as though you've managed to plan a nice balanced meal if, even if your family don't realize it um they are going to be well looked after um, what about you um where are you getting your protein from because you obviously won't be having turkey Ah oh, yes, yes, me. So I will make something different for me. And what I'm thinking about is having a mushroom and lentil loaf with a, a cranberry topping. Now, like you, Aileen, I like to buy these Christmas recipe magazines as well. I tend to buy the the um, vegetarian ones and the vegan ones. And, um, and that's where I got this recipe. And I do think it sounds really lovely. Um, I actually like a traditional Christmas nut roast, but because Ellie's got the nut allergy, I, I can't do the I can't do the nuts. So lentils, it is. So that's what I'm thinking because it's quite festive, it's quite seasonal, and sounds really tasty when you read the the, the recipe. Oh, it sounds really tasty, and um, yeah, one that you could use at different times of the year as well. Um, so it sounds, you know good tasty food still be nutritious i'll uh, give you a chance to follow plate balance concept too um, and hopefully everyone will be happy i mean i always think it's a bit of a it's almost like a bit of a game with me i try to make things healthy without people realizing and when yeah. they say oh i really like that um they don't need to know that it was made with love and health <laughs> exactly. exactly and as well as you know i was saying that that um that loaf that I'm making for myself, it's got a cranberry topping. I've also made my own cranberry sauce and I've done that already uh, because it is a favourite of mine. And I think most people do like um, cranberry sauce at, at Christmas time, whether it be with the cheese, whether it be with the turkey, or for me, it's going to, to be with my lentil loaf. Um, and cranberries, again, thinking about that 
keeping it nutritious. And um, they're really rich in polyphenols. Um, and these are antioxidant compounds that are known to help protect against um, infection, especially urinary tract inf infections. And, um, you know, there was a study way back in 2013 where some athletes were given a, a combination of cranberries and grape seeds daily. And over time, the results suggested um, an improvement in the blood flow to muscles um, at rest. So as well as supporting the, the um, anti being anti-infectious, they can also support muscle and that blood flow to, um, to the muscle. So again, another food that could help you recover after your, your Christmas Day run. So by the, you know, by the time you've run, you've eaten this food, you, you hope you will feel really good and then ready for your boxing day run and um um so so lots of lots of different ideas there of foods to put on the table but also foods that are going to support you running and also that everybody else is going to enjoy on christmas day so aileen we've spoken about what will be on my table at christmas time what about yours what are you thinking about um putting on the table to uh, keep everybody happy um, well, I'm not just thinking about it. The vote has been cast by the family and controversially, we're not having turkey. Uh, the family vote was roast beef. Um, mm. So that is, you know, for some people that might not go down well, but for my family, they love roast beef. And um, my mum was famous for her roast beef. And so when they said, um, will you do roast beef? They were like, can you do it like Rita? And Rita was my mum. And um, so I do feel slightly under pressure living up to that. Um, mm. But then, you know, alongside that, we're going to have lots, lots of roasted roots like carrots and beetroot, um, roast potatoes. Um, my sister-in-law is going to bring the Brussels sprouts and parsnips and also the pigs in blankets that you were talking about. Mm. Um, my mum like doing those too and she used to roast the sausages in maple in maple syrup and um, we'd have them as a, a nibble pre-dinner not just at Christmas it was like anytime any party um, mm. my nephew really loved them and was he always asked for these and you know just like grandma used to make he says so um, they will be um, available mm. and um, the other th favorite thing I like making every year is spiced red, red cabbage and I make it with apples and cranberries um and that's i just love making that and I, I make a big pot of it and then what i do is uh, freeze it and keep it in the freezer and then some of it will be used at christmas and, and at other times over the winter and that's a, a memory from a dear family friend sandra who we used to spend a lot of christmas days with and sandra was canadian and she always made red cabbage on Christmas Day and um, so it's a sort of homage to her really that I, I like to do that um, and then the other thing that I'm doing um, as a sort of to go alongside uh, as an option is I'm going to do a nut roast and I'm doing that from the Hemsley and Hemsley cookbook uh, which is the one that I like is the art of eating well and the nut roast is a mushroom quinoa nut roast and it has a chestnut and apricot topping and I've made that a few times and I really like it. Um, and I, I've decided to do it on Christmas Day because A, it's delicious. B, everyone might like a small portion as a side dish. Uh, C, it might encourage them to try different foods. And D, we'll have some leftovers for Boxing Day. Oh, um, lots of reasons to 
not so it's, um, it's just like because I think the thing is when you've done a lot of preparation you want the rest of the Christmas holiday to be easy don't you yes, most mm. definitely and uh boxing day is another probably British term that maybe everybody else in the world doesn't have but boxing day is basically the 26th of December and I think it goes back to Victorian times where boxing day was where presents were put in boxes is that right Karen do you I know? don't know actually um, well, I think I've been told in the past but I can't remember but I'll have to explore that and and yeah find... anyway it's 26th of December when traditionally you know anybody that you've not met on Christmas day you meet up with on Boxing Day and and you eat up all the leftovers um, yeah. so so Karen we've talked about starters and main courses we're not going to do a starter we just go straight into the main course but what about um you know, dessert or cheese, will, will you be doing that on Christmas Day? Well, most definitely, Aileen, I have to say, because I, I love all the Christmas dessert type um, foods because I love mince pies, I love Christmas pudding, and also I, I love Christmas cake, that 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 hefty, fruity um, f- uh, dessert. So, um, yeah, that yeah, definitely it will be on the menu. Mm, bit of a theme there, Karen, there's a lot of uh, fruit there. Yes, yes, there is. And like I say, I do love those um, those types of cakes and puddings. Now, the Christmas pudding I make is a real favourite of um, my mother-in-law. So that's a tick in the box. You know, I managed, <laughs> hopefully I managed to keep my mother-in-law on side with that one. Um, and it's a full of really big, chunky dried fruits, a bit like the topping I put on the on the um, the Christmas cake. You know, it, it, they're big, chunky pieces of fruits, including pears, mango, pineapple. Um, there's also apricots and fresh pomegranate in there as well. So, um, so although it's it's big big chunks of fruit it actually tastes much lighter than the traditional christmas pudding and um so that will definitely be on the table and um, with either probably greek yogurt or creme fraiche to accompany it i might buy some buja buja ice cream um as well because i do like i don't know if you're the same alien but i do love the hot cold contrast um of a of a pudding so a really warm pudding with a cold ice cream i really like that um and it can it, it makes it really delicious and this is a vegan ice cream um and 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 with that it's just really scrumptious because it's all natural ingredients and um i don't think any of the any of the my guests will um will be adverse to a bit of buja buja I have to say or certainly I hope no I, I agree I think everybody loves buja buja and I mm-hmm. love their chocolates as well so yes. I usually buy a box of those because uh, yes. they're a nice little treat um so Karen I'm struggling to think how Christmas pudding could support running performance um I can't really think of anything uh, other than to say um, all the dried fruit would be good for providing uh, energy during a long run. Um, Mm -hmm. Christmas pudding might not be the easiest food to carry on a run, um, but maybe you could have it as a quick release snack before you go. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. I mean, certainly Christmas cake. I, uh, you know, I like to take a little bit of Christmas cake if I'm on a big hike over Christmas. It's a really mm-hmm. nice thing to, to do on a break. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to Christmas Day, it's just like enjoy it, enjoy the dessert for what it is, and just be mindful of the portion size. Um, 
so that's the Christmas pudding take on things, Karen. But will you be offering an alternative? Um, probably, Aileen. I'll probably have one other choice because not everyone likes cake or cake-type desserts. Um, I would imagine it will probably be chocolate-based, um, but I haven't decided on that yet. It definitely won't be trifle because it's one of my least favourite desserts ever. We used to have it a lot as um, children when I when I was young but I just don't like it I think it's that jelly and sponge together it it I, it just doesn't suit my my uh, the texture doesn't suit my my um, my tongue and my taste buds so I'm not sure yet I think it probably will be maybe chocolate and orange because that's very festive as well but I, I haven't quite I need to get my skates on and, and make a decision but I haven't quite done that yet how about you Aileen what what dessert will be on your Christmas table well, can you believe I'm the only one in the family who likes Christmas pudding? Um, so we won't be having Christmas pudding because I'll be the only one who eats this. Um, but what I, yeah, it's very disappointing. But what I tend to uh, do is, you know, when I'm out for festive meals with friends over the holidays, if Christmas pudding's on the menu, then I'll try some then. And that's that's when I have it. Um, so my my sister who will be with me, um, she's she follows a gluten free and a dairy free diet. Um, so that can make things a bit challenging when it comes to desserts. But what I'm going to do is make a roulade, uh, which is basically like a meringue Swiss roll. It's very light and it can be made ahead and, and frozen. Um and I'll probably serve it with some spiced fruit. So I'm going to do a white chocolate one. I found a recipe for that and it looks really nice. Um, and then I'm, I'll do some spiced fruits to serve alongside it. And the other thing I'm going to do, and you might want to think about this for your chocolate dessert, Karen, is um, I do a chocolate mousse because my sister really likes chocolate mousse. And um what I'll do is I'll make some little pots of it so they're like in little tiny glasses so they're like little mini desserts and then again if they're not eaten on Christmas day they're just in the fridge and they can be used on other days um, um, I like the Jamie Oliver recipe that's in his five cookbook um, it also includes dark cherries and what I do we did this last year and it worked really well was we swapped the cream in it with oat cream and that makes it dairy free um, and it worked just as well so it's made with eggs um, sugar and um, oat cream and chocolate um, so yeah I mean it's still you know there are still some naughty things in it but you know a little bit of what you fancy is sometimes oh. nice isn't it's it is it a dessert Aileen that um, you keep in the freezer until you're using it or just in the fridge um, I've only done it in the fridge. I mean, it takes minutes to make. So it's the kind of thing you could make on Christmas Eve and put in the fridge. Um, I don't know how it, whether it would freeze, to be honest, but it's yeah. not, it's not, it's a, it's a really good store cupboard dessert as well, because, um, you know, you can whip it up quickly if, if you've got guests, as long as you've got the, the key ingredients. Um, yeah, and, and finally, I mean, in honour, again, in honour of my mum, um, and it is a special request, is I'm making a trifle. So no good for you. But for us, we really liked our trifles in, in the same household. And uh, when we were younger, there was always a Christmas trifle. And there was on 
all the sort of main events. Um, but anyway, Christmas, it never actually got eaten on Christmas Day because everyone was always too full. But by Boxing Day, the joke in the family was half of it had always gone. And be- that was because every time someone passed the fridge, they opened the door and took a spoonful. And of course, no one ever admitted it was them, but we all did it. You know, it was just one of those little That's things. Funny. And then by Boxing Day, you know, there was half a trifle. Um, but it was just like something that, you know, it was a bit of fun, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's that. That's our our desserts, and it, it does sound like a lot of food. Um, but the leftovers are always lovely in the days between Christmas and New Year. So, um, and it's exactly. It's yes. Nice to celebrate, isn't it? Exactly, like you said earlier, it just takes the thinking out of eating in between. Christmas and New Year, you can have a bit of downtime before the festivities start again for New Year's Day. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. So I have to say all this talk about food is making me feel a little bit hungry. It all sounds so delicious and it all sounds so festive. Um, and um, hopefully what we've shared with you today will help inspire you, but also help you look at Christmas Day food through a different lens. So it, it can be a meal that can still be balanced nutritious tasty colorful and it can also support your own training and your body composition it's just all about being mindful about portion sizes yeah I would agree with that I think portion size is important and really you are in the driving seat regarding that you know you can control um the the decisions that you make so what I would say is if you like having seconds, as I do uh, at most meals, actually, then um, consider eating from a smaller plate. And then when you're going for the seconds, think about having more of the turkey and more of the vegetables on your plate. And that will just kind of, you know, you'll feel as though you're still having plenty to eat. eat. You're getting your seconds but you are also um, maintaining that nutritious element and not overindulging either way. I, I, anyway, anyway, let's move on and now think about what drinks will be on our tables this Christmas. And um, I think alcoholic ones that will definitely be on my table will include um, some bubbly some wine, definitely some port, um, but I will also have lots of jugs of water um, and kombucha um, and um, other non-alcoholic alternatives as well. Probably the bubbly we will have before the meal, the wine with the meal, and then the port with cheese. If we do have a cheese board, it just depends how, like you were saying, Aileen, you know, your trifle never got eaten because everybody was too full, and that might be the same with um, with our cheese board. But, um, but we'll wait and see, but there will certainly be port there if, if anybody fancies it so Aileen how about you what drinks will you be serving at your Christmas table this year uh, well again it's a get it's a little bit of mix because there's a couple of family members who don't drink alcohol at all mm-hmm. uh, there's somebody who's going to be driving uh, so yeah a bit like you there'll be a mix of alcohol and non-alcohol um, I, I do like a glass of champagne on Christmas day sometimes it's you know, sipping it while I'm finishing off the cooking. Um, we'll have some wine with our meal. Um, now, I recently subscribed to a company called Naked Wines, uh, which is a UK company that supports small independent wine growers. Um, so the wine choices of the day will will come from them. Um, mm-hmm. 
so um, yeah I'm looking forward to having a nice glass of wine um mm. and as I say you know the people that don't drink alcohol I'll find out what they particularly want but I will make sure that I've got some sparkling kombucha because I think that's lovely um to have and it looks nice in a in a wine flute and um as I said, my brother's going to be driving so I'll need to find out what he would like so yeah um all the tips that you gave there are great about making sure there's plenty of water and um, yes yourself and um enjoying the day but not going too far so it affects you the next day exactly and then thinking about alcohol and running that would be a no they just don't really go together so a bit like driving you know running and alcohol don't go together and so I would definitely recommend you if you're going out for a run that you do your Christmas run before you start um, to eat and drink I know quite a lot of people like to um, go out for a run in the evening um, but maybe on Christmas Day you do you you go for your run a bit earlier, especially if you're if you're thinking about um, having some alcohol. And we have discussed this in previous episodes, but alcohol is really pro-inflammatory um, and also can skewer focus, perception and balance. So if you were to go out run, even a few hours after having a drink you could potentially be putting yourself at increased risk of sustaining an in injury when you're out, whether it be from falling over because of that poor balance or an internal um, inflammatory response occurring that then would affect muscle and soft tissue. So, yeah, um, ensure that you, you go for your run before you start on the, on the um, cocktails and sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't imagine going for a run on Christmas Day night. No. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Be careful. Um, mm. So one of the, the sort of non-alcoholic uh, trends um, that's been around for a number of years is to make a mocktail, um, which can be a healthier option or, or sometimes an option for someone who you know, who doesn't like alcohol and it just gives you an opportunity to be part of the celebrations, um, have something special, but it isn't going to compromise your run training. So is is that something that you've ever done, Karen, make mocktails or had a mocktail when maybe you've been out somewhere? Actually, no, I haven't ever made them, um, although I did come across a few mocktail recipes in one of the Christmas recipe books that um, or magazines that I had been reading recently. So I might make some um, either for myself or for anybody else that, um, that, that will be around, not necessarily on Christmas Day, but just around Christmas time. Um, I, I don't think any of the guests that are coming on Christmas Day will be having mocktails on saying that my son and daughter aren't hugely into alcohol so they might enjoy a, a mocktail now the ones that I was looking at they had some great um interesting and delicious sounding names there was one um called apple and rhubarb cooler there was another one called the sage sour and then a passion fruit and elder elderflower spritz and I thought oh they all sound really refreshing and tasty and exotic they do, they do. I especially like the sound of the sage sour. So, what would what would be the ingredients in that? Clearly, sage. But what else is what else is in it? 
Yes, well, also, you're right, there is sage in there, Aileen, but also there is alcohol-free gin in it. And I think Seedlip is a well-known brand of non-alcoholic gin. So, And I think most people will probably have heard of the Seedlip um, seedlip gin, although it's non-alcoholic. And there is also lemon juice, um, sugar syrup, although I think I would probably use honey instead of the, the sugar syrup. And then um, sage leaves, of course, and whipped egg white. So I have to say it does sound really nice and, and refreshing. Um, anyway, Aileen, that's, that's my idea. So are you going to have mocktails? Is it something you would consider putting on your table? And if so, have you got any ideas yourself or do any of the ones I've just mentioned sound interesting? Yeah, I have uh, done a couple in the past. Uh, one um, I really like is Cranberry Crush and mm. that's made with fresh or frozen cranberries and it has some orange juice and lime juice in it. Um, I think there's probably some soda in it as well. And then the other one, which is a really nice one, is um, a take on a mojito. So it's called a virgin nojito. And that's made with uh, lime juice, apples, fresh mint and sparkling water. So again, very refreshing, nice at any time of the year. Um, but uh, yeah, it just gives you a chance to have something a bit different because it can be boring drinking water all the time. Um, and if anybody wants those recipes, we, we've got them. So um email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com um, in the next week and we'll send them through to you. Mm. So lots of drinks ideas to help inspire everyone. Hopefully are, you are feeling inspired, whether you will be having alcohol or not, or you decide to stick to the non-alcoholic mocktails, wines, gins, or maybe just the water on the kombucha. So lots of ideas for, for everybody and all tastes. So Eileen, I'm just thinking, shall we take a short advert break here before we move on to discuss our Christmas stocking gift items? ideas yeah sure so yes this is the point in the episode where we let you know about the other things that we do outside of the podcast so uh, we'll stay on the theme of Christmas gifts um, and I'm just going to make a suggestion that may be a great Christmas gift that you could treat yourself to or put on your Christmas list is um, subscribing to our easy nutrition for healthy runners program because that's going to be a gift that will keep giving all of next year and uh, you'll have heard us talk about this many times in the past Karen and I are just like you we're busy working women we run for health fitness and achievement and we've over the years had our own personal running performance struggles um, and because of that we created this program which focuses on putting a healthy foundational everyday eating plan into place and fine-tuning it with sports nutrition principles. And that will help you maximize your running performance and minimize injury. Um, and, um, you know, you could really benefit from following that program and the advice that we give as part of the program during uh, the coming year. It, it's a, a short and sweet video program. So you can complete it in 30 minutes a day over two weeks or many of our clients prefer to do it over a longer period. It's entirely up to you. So if you've been, you know, thinking ahead to 2023 and thinking, how am I going to improve my everyday nutrition alongside sports specific nutrition, then this program would be a really great place uh, to start. Um, if you would like to have more details about the program, you can look at our website, which is runnershealthhub.com. And uh, if you look at the, the top menu bar, work with us, 
there's a drop down and it shows you all the different ways you can work with us and the easy nutrition program is there um so we we do have a, a special coupon code for podcast listeners the code is pod pod and that will give you 33% discount off the full price which brings down the price to 199 pounds there's also a multi payment option so if you're thinking you know, money needs to be spent on other things at Christmas, you can sign up and, and pay over a three month period. So um, there's, you know, easy ways of, of getting access. So you'll find all the details in our show notes. And um, yeah, put it on the Christmas list, see what Santa brings you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it could be a, a great present really to gift yourself or to get the family to buy for you. You know, I think it could be a great way to begin the new year, sort of follow the recommendations to start the year forming healthy eating habits that will support your health and your running goals as you go through 2023. So something to consider. Okay, so let's move on and chat about other gifts that a midlife female runner like all of us here may want to have on her wish list. So I have to say the top one for me at the moment is to have an exercise physiology profile carried out. Now, they perform these um, at St. Mary's University, which is a university close to where I live. And they do different levels of assessment, but the most comprehensive one is the full physiological profile. Now, it really is... um, a physiological assessment of endurance performance and is it, it is suitable for both the amateur runner but also professional athletes go through this as well especially if they want to understand and improve their um, endurance performance now it also provides detailed body composition and exercise metabolism data so the whole thing looks at um, and gives you a lactate profile uh, VO2 analysis. It looks at body composition, assesses body composition using the skinfold assessment. They also have a, a what's known as a bod pod, um, and you can get a bod pod assessment by request. I think it's by request because they only have one or two of these pods because they're quite expensive to purchase. Um, and I have to say that I would really like to do that. And it's it is a pod that you you sit in and it can then accurately determine body fat levels as well as exercise metabolism data, such as your own personalized energy expenditure. So it is it, what I like about it is that it is very personalized. Yeah, it does sound very detailed. Um, and it sounds like a big present, Karen. But uh, have you dropped any hints to the family yet? Oh, yes. I, I've i dropped in several times. So we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed it might be in your stocking. You might have to, if it's not, you might just have to do an investment yourself next year. <laughs> uh, but if you do it, it does sound fascinating. And, and maybe we could do an episode on, on what it entailed and what your results were and and see if there was any surprises for you. And, uh, and most importantly, how it how the results and what you do with the results influences you your training going forward 
Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I think that's a really good idea. You know, doing a doing an episode on the the results and what what that meant um, sometime next year. So, really, I have to get it done, whether I get it as a gift or I gift it to myself. So, watch the space. So that's what's at the top of my running wish list. What about yours, Aileen? Is there anything running orientated that you would like to receive this Christmas? Um, well, you know, I'm always really happy just to receive things like new socks, gloves. I love getting running gloves. I lost a really lovely pair that I, I still keep searching for the house for them because, you know, you think, and I know I'll have dropped them somewhere, but, you know, I would really like, um, some nice new ones. Um, and, um, maybe a voucher to choose some running kit. I, I think, you know, you like your own stuff to choose your own stuff and people don't always choose the right thing. So I think a voucher is a good idea. Uh, maybe a book about running or a voucher for a massage or a coaching session. Um, you know, anything like that would be fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'll just see see what happens. Mm-hmm. So Karen, you, you mentioned what's at the top of your Christmas list. Um, is there anything else? Because I, I guess maybe there might be some less expensive um, gifts that will, you might would like to receive to help you running yeah absolutely alien i have to say the assessment is pretty expensive it's 250 pounds so that is a, a a big gift but a big a big investment but hopefully i would get a lot out of it um and and it takes about 90 minutes to complete so it is fairly detailed but it is expensive but other things that i would be happy to receive um and would maybe put on on a list if anybody asked me to write a list like you, um, gloves. Um, I like mitts and I would like some thermal and windproof running mitts. Um, I think gloves are much easier to, to use, but mitts I find much warmer because they're skin on skin and my hands get really cold really quickly when I'm running during the winter. So I would like some windproof thermal mitts, especially now that I'm, I'm out doing more, um, trail running as well. So, and they take much longer. Another thing I would quite like is um, a thermal and sweat or rain wicking running hat. Again, I do have a running hat, but it doesn't actually wick the sweat or drizzle, you know, when it drizzles when you're out running. So my hair becomes really wet, which means I get cold really quickly when I stop running. So um, so that would be on my wish list. And also running poles or running sticks. Um, again, for my new love, newfound love of of doing the trails and and fell running, um, but I will need to practice with them because it is a completely different way of running. And I might actually find that they get in the way that I don't like them. I'm just not sure. I see other people using them when I'm out, and I think, oh my goodness, you know that just seems to be really helping them along. Be it going uphill or downhill so um so I would like to trial them I could go on Aileen as I think there are lots of things that I love that are linked to my running but um you know I've got I do have everything I need these are just things that would be nice to have um so um so it doesn't matter if I don't get any of them but over to you now again Aileen is there anything else that you would like personally or anything you have seen that you think any female midlife runner could benefit from um, linked to their running? 
Yeah, I mean, all of your ideas are great, Karen. And I, I think, you know, we, we're in a, a world where there's a lot of people um, having a, a tough time at the moment. So, yeah. you know, it you've got to, you know, I always just think gifts aren't, you know, we don't really need them. There are other things that the world needs. Um, and as you say, you know, we've got what we need to run. Yeah. But it's sometimes nice to treat yourself or to when people want to give you a gift to choose something that's really going to help you. Um, and sometimes it's a good idea to, you know, if you really want something, ask a few members of the family, well, could you all make a contribution to something so that you get something that's really helpful? Um, so one of the things that people might want to consider is having a pair of a pair of trail running shoes as well as a pair of road running shoes, especially during the winter months when the paths are muddy and wet leaves become a hazard. Um, you know, and even if it's a voucher that you could use towards a pair, that might be helpful. Um, so, um, you know, often people will run trails in road shoes and that could lead to injury because there's less protection and more flexibility in road shoes. Whereas for trails, you want stability and firmness. Um, and there's so many potential hazards underfoot. We, we talked about this on the the episode the other week when we were talking about recovering from trips and falls when you when you're out for a run. You know, so we talked about all the hazards that are out there, the tree roots, the rabbit holes, the running downhill where it could be easy to slip and fall and trail shoes tend to have a deeper tread and they can help prevent you slipping i'm making a really good trail case for trail oh, shoes oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> definitely everybody's going to be rushing out to buy them um, <laughs> and, and the other thing uh you know we've, we've both um well, I mentioned socks. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit, I think I'm getting a bit obsessed about socks for every kind of thing that you would need. Um, but having the right kind of socks uh, can make a real difference. So making sure they're warm, they're cushioned, they're ergonomic. Um, they, they can be expensive, actually. You know, when, you, when you're replacing socks, you know, it can soon mount up. So it's definitely um, a small gift, but one for your gift list, definitely. Um and then, you know, obviously we talk all about food and nutrition for running. Um, another great gift would be a nutrition package with um, a sports nutritional therapist. Um, th clearly, this is something we could support with. We don't have gift vouchers on our website, but if anybody did want to, um, you know, do something like that, just get in touch with us and we could do you a nice gift letter um, and that would, um, you know, be a contribution towards a, a program if you'd like to do it. Um, so we've got our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runner program that we mentioned earlier. We've also got one-to-one uh, -one personalized nutrition consultations. We have supplement reviews. Um, so any of those things might might be something that you would want to do next year. And maybe, you know, friends and family could gift you something like that um so just get in touch with us and um you know learn about what we can offer um you can book a call to have a chat with us if you would like or drop us an email and um or look at the website so that's runnershealthhub.com so uh, yeah lots of different things and also just talking about the website um you know we've got um a shop section where we direct people to our favorite brands but maybe that's something you could talk about Karen. Yes, thinking about that alien and um, and our shop. You know, another potential great 
food idea as a gift could be a weekly recipe box um, or organic veg box, even if it's just for a period of time to sort of help you get back on track or stay on track with your healthy eating after the the Christmas festivities are over. You know, and, and all of the, both the recipe boxes and the veg boxes tend to come with recipe cards in them. So you could keep all the, the recipe cards you you get and then use them in the future once you stop the box delivery. So you're kind of building up a little portfolio of recipes for a period of time that you can then continue to use in the future. And like you were saying, Aileen, we, we do have our online shop where, you know, you might find some some great inspiration for different or unusual gifts for for yourself or for others. Um, and lots of the companies that we recommend offer you a discount on some or all of their products. So definitely worth a look if you're kind of struggling to um to think of gifts for your list or for other people's stockings. So, um, yeah, lots of ideas there. Yeah, great ideas. I love the idea of the, the food boxes, Karen, because, again, this time of year, you know, it, you get super busy. And so getting a food box delivery can save you time shopping. And it's also a really great thing to start the new year. You know, if you want to, you know, kickstart healthy eating, maybe getting a healthy food box would be a great idea so yeah lots of great ideas for you all to think about for the runners in your family or for your friends who run um but i think uh that's you know as rounded up the episode karen so um would you be able to share your key takeaways um today yeah absolutely Aileen and I think some of the key takeaways from today would include if you are at all concerned about overindulging at Christmas just remember that you are in the driving seat you are in control of the decisions that you make don't feel the pressure or feel you're being pressurized by others because at the end of the day you are the one who is training so if you're if you're training for something, um, then like a race after Christmas, then it's, it's keep that in mind when people are trying to influence you and in what you eat or or um, or drink. You know, you you are the one at the end of the day that has to perform at your best, whether it's just as as in your training or if it is an event that you have and remember that you can still achieve that plate balance on Christmas day and your food choices can still be nutritionally dense whilst also supporting your training and if you are going to have alcohol then just remember to go for your Christmas day run before you indulge and drink lots of water alongside the alcohol as well just try and dilute its effects a little bit um, there are lots of delicious non-alcoholic drinks if that is your preference including mocktails alcohol-free wines also alcohol-free gins and beers so again don't feel the pressure and don't feel pressurized into drinking alcohol if you if you just don't want to and then finally enjoy the day in whatever way gives you enjoyment rather than how other people think you should be enjoying the day and I would say be strong and be you and that's it great message to end with Karen um it's been a really fun conversation today and uh, I hope it helps everybody 
um, plan their Christmas and inspires everyone to have um, great healthy food and enjoy your running over Christmas and enjoy the festivities in, in, in any way that you wish to. And uh, just finally, uh, remember everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm-hmm.